handkerchiefs tied about their heads, and that each of them had a machete and pistol in their hands, and cursed and swore, and the deponent further said, that the reason of knowing and believing them to be women then was by the largeness of their breasts. Well now, who wouldn't want to know more after reading that? Fortunately, just three years later, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed were prominently featured in a general history of the murders and robberies of the most notorious pirates by Captain Charles Johnson. Most historians think that Captain Charles Johnson is a pseudonym, but there's no agreement as to who Johnson really was. Whoever he was, he claimed to have done his research. He gave the world Anne and Mary's backstories and personalities, and almost everything factual since written about them has been based on Johnson. Captain Johnson himself, again, whoever he was, writes, and this has been quoted extensively, the odd incidents of their rambling lives are such that some may be tempted to think the whole story no better than a novel or romance. But since it is supported by many thousand witnesses, I mean the people of Jamaica, who were present at their trials and heard the story of their lives upon the first discovery of their sex, the truth of it can be no more contested than that there were such men in the world as Roberts and Blackbeard who were pirates. Some of what Johnson wrote about Anne Bonny and Mary Reed has been disputed, but, so far as I know, none of it has been conclusively disproven. It's been quite enlightening to see how various non-fiction books, television documentaries and websites contradict each other with regard to the few facts about our heroines. Unfortunately, Some of the people who knew them best were never able to share their stories by reason of the hangman's rope. One big strike against capital punishment is that it makes the historian's task even more difficult. I've taken Johnson as my foundation. I've also accepted some of Tamara J. Eastman's research into Anne Bonny's past as presented in her 2000 book with Constance Bond, The Pirate Trial of Anne Bonny and Mary Reed, Fern Canyon Press. Nevertheless, this story is my own, as are all divergences from generally accepted or even disputed historical facts. So, while some incidents, including the mass execution in Chapter 8, hew pretty close to what really happened, a lot of chronology has been altered. Astute readers will notice that events from the years 1717 to 1720 have been combined into a few hectic weeks. People who never met, meet, and events that never occurred, occur. This is standard operating procedure for historical fiction. But those of us who dig up old bones to make them dance on our strings are at our best when we have some regard for the fact that those old bones once supported real people whose true stories we can ultimately only guess at. If Anne Bonny and Mary Reed were somehow granted a leave of absence from their pirate Valhalla, maybe they'd understand the theft of their legends by me and so many others. After all, they stole stuff. Or maybe they'd cock their flintlocks, draw their cutlasses, and come after me and every other historical fictioneer of story, song, cinema and cyber game with blood-curdling howls of righteous indignation. Let's say they captured all of us who have tried to make a penny for ourselves off their stories, in whatever medium, and tied us to the mizzenmast. They might threaten to make us walk the plank. We might object that real pirates had no such dreadful punishment. That it was all made up. 
they would reply, fists on hips, heads tossed back in laughter, that such a fictional fate was most suitable for those who dealt in lies. They might even throw in a sarcastic R just to humiliate us. What could we say in our defense? We could plead ignorance. If that didn't work, we could say that while truth is stranger than fiction, fiction is often stronger than truth. We might point to other real-life swashbucklers who gained immortality by losing the details of their real lives in the brighter colors of fantasy, like Cyrano de Bergerac or D'Artagnan and the Three Musketeers. Maybe that would convince Anne and Mary to let us live. Or maybe they'd show mercy because some of us, by artistic insight or sheer luck, touched on some essential truths. Maybe. But odds are it'd be the plank. A final note.